You're listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun, a Utah Lake Commission podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun podcast. My name is Sam Brager, your podcast host and the programs manager for the Utah Lake Authority. And it's crazy to think this is episode 90 today. We are three years into this podcast, a little bit over three years, kind of crazy to think how quickly that time has passed. Uh, And as I was pondering on that, actually, that's where I wanted to pull um, our topic for today, which is something that I feel like uh, maybe we haven't included in the podcast as much as I'd like, which is just stories about the lake. Um, and its importance and significance to us. Um, I know we've definitely had some great interviewees on, and I don't want to take away from anyone that we've had on the podcast here because they've all been wonderful. Um, but I've typically tried to have like a goal with the podcast, right, of trying to educate you listeners on something, whether that's about a project and looping in on that or sharing about a recreation topic. So just sharing experiences at the lake has not really been a focus of an episode that I can recall offhand. If I'm wrong, please feel free to send me which one you think we've done in the last 90 episodes that was just storytelling there. Um, But today I wanted to just share with you um, some stories from my own experiences at the lake. Um, A little bit of background about me. Um, I grew up in Utah County. I was born out of state, but moved here when I was just a toddler with my family. Um, And like most people who grew up here in Utah County and my generation and such, uh, well, I guess several generations, Utah Lake does not have the greatest reputation. Uh, I think I maybe visited the lake once, maybe twice as a kid. I don't really remember learning much about it. I do remember um, being a, a young adult in college and getting together with some other people to go boating. And the person with the boat was kind of apologetic that the only place that he could make work for us, I guess, was at Utah Lake. And he just, when I asked why, he just said, well, you know, it's not the greatest water. It's kind of, you know, yucky, but it, it's good. We'll, we'll get out and we'll have some fun still, right? And that was kind of how I feel like a lot of people approach it. And some people, you know, would swear against ever visiting the lake. But there's really a lot that's great about the lake too. Don't get me wrong. My eyes have been opened um, in the last six years. I've been working here for the Utah Lake Commission and the Utah Lake Authority. Um that there are many wonderful and beautiful and amazing things about the lake and so much potential it has in addition to the challenge that it has challenges that it has. So wanted to share with you. Um, I, maybe it sounds silly, but I I've been here six years at the agency. And so I wanted to share six stories of my own of experiences I had with the lake. So I hope you enjoy one of them or more, <laughs> hopefully more than one. Um, And if you are listening and you know someone else um, that has just amazing stories about the lake, whether that's with fishing or boating or the wildlife they've seen or work they've done on the lake, um, I would love to hear from those. So please uh, feel free to share them. You can send us an email at info at utahlake.org or tag us or comment on social media. Uh, We'd love to be introduced to more people that can share their stories um, of the good experiences they've had at the lake, the memorable experiences um, that help demonstrate its significance to us. So first is a pretty straightforward story, and that was taking the job here at the commission. And the reason I wanted to highlight this was I, again, keeping in mind what I just shared with you of growing up here in the county, not hearing the greatest things about the lake, not knowing almost anything about it, it feels like, 
when I took this job, I was still finishing up college at uh, BYU. Uh, I got my degree in recreation management and my predecessor actually was from the same department. Um, when I graduated from, uh, there too. And he just sent it over to the department secretary who sent it out in mass to all the students. That's something they commonly do with any jobs they get sent. And when I interviewed for the job, um, I actually was still, uh, when I applied, I was still up in Alaska on my senior internship. I interned with a parks and recreation department out in the boonies in uh, what's called the Bristol Bay borough. Um, it's a uh, knack neck and King salmon, uh, right on the Southern coast of Alaska. And, uh, anyway, applied for the job. I, I wasn't, you know, I was still looking at jobs. Uh, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I had another semester left before I was graduating and all my buddies, um, that were also in the business program at BYU, um, you know, they were getting ready for jobs for when they were graduating in the spring and were already applying. And so I was like, Oh, I better get on it. Right. So I applied for this job thinking, Oh, you know, when I'm done in December at some point, you know, maybe I'll do that. Well, I applied for this job and get a phone call while I'm still in Alaska and they say, hey, we want you to come in for an interview. And I explained, I'm in Alaska. Not happening quick. <laughs> um, and then long and short, it was we actually worked it out. Uh, I was able to interview because I was, I was coming home in a week or two from Alaska. I was almost done. And so they were willing to wait until I got back. And I came in and got the interview and then got the call the next day and offered the job. And, you know, I wasn't sure how long I was going to stay. Um, I thought maybe a year or two was kind of an introductory, uh, introductory job, right? Right out of college. And I would move on to something else. Um, at the time I was still trying to figure out what in recreation I wanted to do. Um, but the reason I share this story is taking this job, um, has changed completely my perspective about the lake. And some of you would say probably no, duh, duh. You work for the agency, the lake, of course it changed your perspective and hopefully (laughs) that's okay. But my point in sharing this story is that by having a in-depth exposure to the lake, meeting so many different people who work on the lake, um, being at the meeting, the public meetings where things are discussed and the work is being done, reading online videos, being down there all the time doing these things has, has molded me in some ways into who I am today as a person as well. And so I love that I've been able to have this experience for the last six years. So that's the first experience I wanted to share. Uh, second one was something from when I was kind of a new employee. I think it was my first winter. So this would have been, uh, probably sometime in February, I'm guessing it may even have been into March of 2017. And we were getting ready to do a cleanup, um, earth day with vineyard city in April. Um, it's actually the first time we did it. We've now done it four times, I think with them since, or three times with them since. Um, but I wanted to make sure I had a good grasp on what the needs were in the area. Cause they wanted to do the entire section of the vineyard shoreline, which is a couple miles long. And so I went down to do a site visit. I wanted to walk the shoreline on the trail and down by the water and really get around and get familiar with it. See if there was anything big that we needed to know about. You know, sometimes we found furniture um, left at the lake or there've been a buoys that have floated off or docks. There's other things, right? So I wanted to make sure I had a good grip on things. So I went down to the vineyard shoreline and everything went great. It was a long walk. I probably had the wrong boots if I remember correctly. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the climax of this story is I got all the way down to the south end of vineyard. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm really not that far from the trail. There's a whole bunch of weeds. I think they're called Phragmites <laughs> was probably what I thought in my head being as new on the job as I was. I'll just cut through them and get up to the trail. And then I can just walk back on the trail back up to my car at the parking lot instead of having to walk the shoreline. 
Well, let's just say I got lost. <laughs> um, Phragmites is really thick. That was my first experience with just how thick Phragmites can grow. I literally was having to throw my body forward and try and just push and separate this frag to get through. Because by the time I had realized I, I was in so deep, I figured I, I got to keep going. And it's so tall. I mean, it grows up to 15 feet or more. I couldn't see. And so, I mean, granted, I knew more or less which I was going. I didn't get lost, lost, but it took me, a, a, it must have been at least a half an hour, if not an hour, to get through the Phragmites back to the trail. It took, it took, it felt like an hour at least, let's be honest. I don't know how long for sure it took, but kind of a <laughs> a, a newbie mistake to make trying to get through the Phragmites. And I'm grateful we've got a Phragmites program that's working on uh, getting rid of those Phragmites. It's had such great success. So don't get lost in the frag. That's my second story. Third one is actually in Vineyard 2, which is the ice stacks. I still remember my first time going down to see the ice stacks. It may have been that same winter in 2017, or it could have been the year after. Um, the reason I remember it is I went down. This is just off Vineyard Beach, which is on the north end of Vineyard. And I swear to you, that ice stack was a good 10 to 15 feet above the water line. Now, granted, I, d I didn't have, there was some water separating it because it was kind of all stacked up and there were some puddles and such. And I had muck boots on. I tried to go out, but the water got deep enough that I was going to get my feet wet, my legs wet. And so I decided not to get out there and climb on them. But I just remember being amazed at just how big and I would say awe-inspiring they were. Such a beautiful feature to see these stacks of ice. Now, there's pros and cons to them. They do damage the shoreline and they can damage other things like boat docks and things like that. Um, but an absolute gorgeous sight at the lake. So if you haven't gone to see ice stacks, there's still some time here in the winter. Um, always check the weather and see which way the wind's been blowing. Vineyard's a popular spot for it. The marinas are too. But I remember that first time vividly in my mind being just impressed with the sight of the stacks down at the lake. Fourth experience I wanted to hit on was my first time duck hunting. Um, I... I'm not an avid hunter, but I've, I've kind of dabbled, um, wasn't raised in hunting waterfowl or big game or anything uh, as a kid, but I luckily have a lot of great friends and, and uh, other family members now that are and have been supportive in me learning. Uh, so back in uh, 2018, um, I actually did a blog post on this. We'll make sure we share the link. It's called Lessons Learned by a First Time Duck Hunter. And I just shared some of the things that I learned while duck hunting at Utah Lake. One of my brothers-in-law was kind enough to uh, take me down there in the Powell Slough area. Um, and we went out uh, late in December, uh, very cold morning. <laughs> I think in the blog, let's see, it says it was 19 degrees Fahrenheit at 6 a.m. when we pulled up to Powell Slough. So not quite as cold as it was uh, uh, this morning. Um, here it's been really cold recently here in February, or excuse me, January, it's February 1st today. Um, but it was absolutely gorgeous. Um, there's a photo that I actually took that morning at the top of the blog post. You'll have to go check out. And it's just serene out on the water. Absolutely gorgeous. And I, I remember sitting there in the, the duck blind that we'd set up. And it was so quiet and silent. And I mean, if I hadn't gotten anything, it would have been totally worth the experience. Now, granted, it wasn't the greatest hunting experience. I think uh, <laughs> there's actually a section in the blog that talks about that, that the only thing I ended up harvesting was a, a mud duck as uh, the only thing I got that day. Um, but there were still some wonderful experiences in that. And so the blog I wrote talks about 
um, different things that I learned from that experience of, you know, dressing for the cold, finding someone who's willing to teach you and such. So you can read more about that, but a very memorable experience, um, hunting, uh, duck hunting down on the lake shoreline. Fifth experience I want to share with you, because I'm trying to keep these brief here, is paddling down the Provo River. Now, we actually did a podcast episode specifically on this. It was episode 13, very early on. So this would have been in 2020 um, in the podcast, where uh, my family and I, we actually went and paddled down the Provo River to Utah Lake. Now, to make sure I'm being clear, we're not talking about the section of Provo River that's in the canyon that a lot of people like to tube and paddle. No, we're talking about launching from the Geneva Road trailhead on the Provo River Parkway Trail. So if you were in Geneva Road in Provo, there's a little trailhead there, small parking lot, um, and launching from right there and going down to the lake. It's about, I think it's about two, maybe two and a half miles, if I remember correctly. And just an amazing experience. We had a ton of fun. So we actually worked with the uh, paddleboard concessionaire at the time who was down at the Utah Lake State Park and got our equipment from him. And he and his his daughter and wife actually came up with us too. So this is me and my wife and our our girl. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and then uh, he and his wife and his little girl. And uh, my wife and I, we had some fun. We actually got one of his super-sized paddle boards. I mean, like, imagine like a big paddle board and it's like two or three times bigger. They're intended to hold like as many, I think he said as many as eight adults on it. So it was almost more like we were paddling a raft. Um, and this is not the first time I paddled the lower Provo. I, I did it once or twice before and I've done it since again, but it is so much fun. Um, it is a great experience, especially when you can get a good amount of water there. So we went in May, so we were still getting a good amount of water from spring runoff. Um, and it was a good balance of beautiful views and seeing the wildlife and also a few, you know, little bumpy rapids, not real rapids, but some nice bumps, a little bit of speed. I think some of us may have fallen off occasionally (laughs) from losing our balance. Um, but it was just a gorgeous day. Uh, the float took us probably, I think it probably took us somewhere between two and three hours to do it. We weren't trying to book through it, uh, really fast at all. Um, but it was so much fun. Um, we took actually both of the little kids on the bigger paddleboard with us. And so they were just playing around. They, my wife was up at the front. I'd be at the back and we'd be paddling along and the kids were, you know, sticking their hands in the water and looking at the fish and the birds. And it was just a ton of fun to go downstream. Um, luckily we were there during spawning season two. So we were able to see the June sucker, which is awesome experience too. Um, so paddling down the Provo river is something that I really, really have enjoyed. I've done several times. Last but not least, I want to share another experience that I've had down at the lake that I treasure, which is cleaning up trash. I know that doesn't sound maybe to some people like that might be something that I'd treasure and want to share. Um, uh, But early on in my job, when I was first brand new, I was introduced to a volunteer at the lake. His name's Jay Ashworth. And that man is a saint, in my opinion. Um. He was down there basically weekly at different spots at the lake, just helping to pick up litter because he loves the lake. He's down there all the time recreating. He waterfowl hunts. He fishes. He, he's got jet skis. He, he does all kinds of things on the lake. He lives uh, along the lake and loves the lake so much that he wanted to give back and help take care of the shoreline. So he was one of our first adopters or adoptees. I'm not sure what the right one is on that for our adopter shoreline program. Um, and he still participates today. And uh, he came and introduced himself to me when I'd only been on the job maybe a week or two. And 
uh, let's see, I started in end of August, I think. So it would have been September, October, and I think even to, into November. He and I went out every single week together to an access point at the lake and cleaned up garbage. And the reason I treasure these memories um, are two, uh, or well, three, 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 three reasons, if I may. One, um, it was just a great way to get out and get more familiar with the lake, visiting the access points early on, and it helped me really to connect with the lake. Two, um, I know that I was a part of the volunteer work that helps keep the lake clean. And we so appreciate everyone who participates in the Adopt Shoreline program and helps in that effort. Um, And three, the experiences Jay and I had together of talking, just sharing about our families. And one line in particular I remember uh, most from him um, was he has some granddaughters. I think at the time his granddaughter was nine or 10 years old. And he often said to me, Sam, when I come down here to clean up garbage, the way I think about it is, is this what I want my granddaughter to experience? And I think that is a great summation for how I try and approach my job and my experiences at the lake of how can I help it be a better experience for anybody else who comes after me for my kids um, or for my grandkids in the future. So those are just six experiences. Why don't pick that number randomly for the number of years that I've been working here at the lake. Uh, but wanted to share some of those experiences that I personally have had down at Utah Lake. And want to share with you that it is an amazing place. If you haven't been down there recently here in the winter, there's lots of different things you can do for winter recreation too. Whether that's winter sailing or if there's some good ice, ice fishing or broom hockey or ice skating. Um, you can use the trails. There's different wildlife you'll see there more commonly in winter versus summer. There's a lot of great things that can be done down there. And there's a lot of great experiences at the lake. So again, I uh, hope you enjoyed listening to some of these experiences I've had at the lake myself. Um, if you know somebody who you think has got some great stories um, from down at the lake, we'd love to hear from you about that. Um, you know, well, I guess maybe let them know that they should get in touch with us. <laughs> or you can just send us their name and we'll do the reaching out too. So you can send us an email at info at utahlake.org or uh, feel free to send us a message on uh, social media. And uh, we hope you enjoy the podcast and listen in next time for more on Utah Lake. Thanks for listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe so that you can receive notifications each time an episode comes out on Thursday mornings. And if there's something in here that you feel you can share, please post the link online, share with your friends so that everyone else can also learn about the facts, fiction, and fun to do with Utah Lake.